Happy are they who follow the law of the Lord. Now, do you think that happiness could really be that simple? Today, I want to talk about this link between God's law and happiness. And the first thing I want to suggest is that not all happiness is equal. You probably already know that, right? I've been reflecting on my own experience of happiness lately and the image that came to me uh, was of a mountaintop and a valley. For me, this image captures the, the two different degrees or, or qualities of happiness that I notice in my own life. The first and the easiest to identify is mountaintop happiness. I'm sure we're all familiar with this kind of happy. Right? It's the, the happiness that comes um, from certain experiences. Maybe it's literally being on the top of a mountain, which I love to do. That makes me happy, especially when the mountain has white fluffy snow on it. Right? <laughs> or, or the happiness of sharing in big moments. We've had a number of weddings already this year. We've got Beck's wedding coming up soon. That's a happy moment for me or, or, or someone's birthday or a child being born. So many children being born in this. It's so, such a beautiful time in, in our parish. Or, or the happiness of a footy team winning, especially grand final, right? The happiness of, of achieving things that are important to me. Uh, there is something about completing my to-do list at the end of the day that just makes me happy, you know? <laughs> Or, or, or it could also be the happiness I experience when things are going according to plan. Right? Now, I'm sure we all appreciate these mountaintop moments. And I think we can be pretty confident that God is in most of them. Maybe not the footy one, but, but, but most of them. God's in them. God's on the mountain with us. The only thing about this mountaintop happiness is that it is fleeting. Right? It doesn't last, and, and I'm not sure it's supposed to last. You know, I'm reminded of that happy moment that Peter, James, and John had on the mountain. Remember, they, they had that experience of seeing God's face, which, by the way, is ultimate happiness, right? Coming face to face with God. Jesus' face was transfigured, remember? And, and Peter was having a happy moment, and, and so he said to Jesus, let's build three tents, let's hang out here, Right? I want to stay on the mountain. You remember what Jesus said? Sorry, man. <laughs> We've got to go down. We've got to go back down. And, and, and often, how we talk about going down the mountain, you probably heard a bit of this lately after holiday season, is like, oh, time to go back to reality. <laughs> right? That's what we say. We don't like to go back down the mountain. Now, in more recent years, I've started to experience a different quality of happiness. And I, I think of this as, as valley happiness. This is the experience of happiness in my everyday. It's, it's usually more mild. It's, it's less exciting than the mountaintop. And sometimes it might even see a little, seem a little bit dull or boring. But it's, it's still happiness. It's just a, a deeper experience of it. And, and what I really appreciate about Valley happiness is that it is consistent. I experience it like 
a, a, a river that's constantly flowing and, and it makes it much more fulfilling because it doesn't tend to come and go like the mountaintop happiness does. And don't get me wrong, I, I love the mountain, right? And when I get opportunities to have those moments, I'll have them, right? <laughs> and I'll have them to the full. But what I'm finding is that I no longer need the mountaintop moments. See, I've, I've found a happy valley. And I've realised that the happiness of the valley can be just as fulfilling as the mountaintop, if not more. Now I think of the mountain as just a bonus. You know, it's, it's a little treat that I get to enjoy every now and then, but I don't need it. I want to suggest to you that this kind of happiness that the psalmist is promising to those who follow God's law, who live according to God's example and God's teaching, um, this is the kind of happiness he's talking about, right? The happiness that endures, that is not dependent on particular uh, experiences or circumstances. The happiness that, that, that keeps flowing like a river even when things are challenging, even when things are tough. This is the quality of happiness that can only be found in God. And the basic Christian message is that God offers his happiness to each one of us if we want it. We can all have the most wonderful mountaintop moments and then go back to reality and still be happy <laughs> and still be fulfilled. That is possible in God's vision, in God's design. One of the keys to finding this enduring happiness, says the psalmist today, is to follow the law of the Lord, to do his will. Now, how is it that God's law leads to happiness? How does, how does that work? Jesus puts it perhaps most simply for us. He says, if you keep my commandments... You will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. What Jesus is saying is that when we live according to God's design, we deepen in union with God, and that union is our happiness. It makes me think of my many failed attempts assembling furniture. Sometimes uh, I can get a little bit casual with reading those very confusing instructions, right? And so I, I, I try and work it out myself. I do it my own way. I think, oh, come on, you don't need all those steps, surely. It's a shortcut here. <laughs> but inevitably, when I take that approach, what I find is that I'm left with a few spare screws. And I thought, well, what are these? <laughs> well, the, the leg's a bit wobbly, right? The, the furniture doesn't stand quite straight. And so I have to undo it and, and redo it. No one knows how to assemble the furniture like the designer. True? And of course, the same is true for us. Only God knows what is best for us. So when we humble ourselves and when we submit to God's law, to God's instructions for our lives, even when we don't fully understand them, that's when we are closest to our creator. We heard it in our opening prayer today. That is when we become a dwelling place 
that can best receive and hold God's love and grace, which then deepens our union with him, right? When we live according to how God's calling, God's calling us to live, we, we sort of create a vessel. We, 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 we say yes to, to all the love and grace God wants to give us, and it's that love and grace that take, takes us deeper in union with him, right? Takes us deeper into that happy place. In, in the Christian life, this union is everything. It's everything. Everything that God promises us is found in the coming together of our heart with God's heart. It's that union that brings all manner of change to our life. But, but most simply, this union makes us more and more like Christ. And that is our deepest richest, most satisfying happiness. It's the happiness of being who we are created to be, like Christ. No one can take that away from us. Nothing can take that away from us. Right? That's it. That's the purpose. It's to become like Christ. huh? That's our happiness. The happy valley comes... From living according to God's design. That is how we deepen in union with God and ultimately become like him. And no one is happy like God is happy, right? Now, if that is true, then it raises a very important question for us. How familiar are you with God's law? If, if following God's law is the road to happiness, how familiar are you with God's law? with God's standard for living. I want to suggest to you it's much more than just following the Ten Commandments. God has a particular vision for how you live your life, for how you spend your money, how you use your time, how you use your gifts, how you express your sexuality, how you speak about others, how you respond to injustice. God has a plan. God has a vision. God has given us principles for how to judge between what is right and what is wrong, what will lead us to life and what will lead us ultimately to death. But how familiar are you with these principles? We, we can spend hours, can't we, reading or watching YouTube clips on all kinds of topics and interests. But when did you last invest time to better understand how God is inviting you to live? In the bulletin today, please don't have a look now. Um, We've given three suggestions. This is just three. There's many, but three ways that you can sort of grow in your understanding of how, what are the instructions that God has given us so that we can fully flourish in life. This year, we'll probably offer a course that's really focusing on that, that area as well. But I want to finish here with the gospel today. Jesus says, If your virtue goes no deeper than the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious leaders, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, these particular religious gurus Jesus was talking about, they were meticulous. They knew the law and they followed it perfectly. But the problem is that they were doing it just out of duty because they had to, right? Jesus' point is don't follow God's law just to tick some boxes, 
<laughs> right? But, but do it out of love and desire for God. He's saying, don't just know the law and don't just live it, but love it. Try to embrace it from your heart, even when you don't fully understand it, even when it's hard. Try and love it. Then the law will have its desired effect, which is to shape you to become more like your maker, the source of all happiness. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.